You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode three. We are going to get into my story. That's me, Rushita, because you guys probably don't know us by voice totally yet. We both sound so similar listening back to uh, the recordings. Even my husband is like, I can't even tell you guys apart. So you sound more professional than I. No, you are much more educated in this space than I. So. No, but like when I listen back, I'm like, Kara, like you sound like like commercial quality gal. Oh, bless, honey. Mm-hmm. I've dabbled, I've dabbled in radio and morning show, and you know, I did a little bit of voiceover dabbling. So, well, honey, honey, uh, unique New York, unique New York, unique New York. Yeah. So there we go. Gotta loosen up the jowls. Like it. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) My week. How the heck was my week? I don't know what is going on. I mean, actually, I do know what is going on. Because you had to figure it out. Yeah. Yes. All of the illnesses that children would have gotten last winter, but because we were masked, I don't know if they laid dormant or hung out on desks and were like waiting for us to take our masks off. And they were like, gotcha. But... That's essentially what has happened to my one-year-old. And so I just feel like she has had her third COVID test in eight weeks. Oh, come on. And she hates them. And she's also super pissed off about them for like 20 minutes after, which same girl. Have you had a COVID test? It's like they're tickling the back of your eyeballs or. Yes. My nose like doesn't quite feel the same for a little bit afterwards. So I don't blame her. Yeah. So yeah. So Ben was traveling last week and I was like, oh. Okay, this is going to be a laid back week. Parker then has a cough that like where we are in COVID, I fear the winter because we can't tell the difference between the, the symptoms for RSV and COVID and the common cold and teething all are the same thing. Oh, the same things. Runny nose. nose. Yes. Yeah. Crabby as shit. Uh-huh, yeah. It's uh-huh, like, uh huh. Oh, Rashida. And so every time she has something, and again, she's a pandemic baby. So she hasn't had the germ exposure early on, I guess. Cause again, we we're all wearing masks. But man, and luckily she's in good spirits most of the time. She's just oh. like, I don't know. I have this cough and I'm, my nose is running, but like, hi. Like she's fine and she's really tired. But anyway, so last week got hit with that. And I was like, I cannot in good conscience drop her off at daycare, not knowing what the hell she has. Right. Right. Or if she has a fever, that could be any one of those things too. Because you get a fever from teething and it's just like a crapshoot. I think it's (sighs) going to be a very long winter. I know. I know. You're right. You're right. Ellie has never really stopped going to school. Of course, when COVID first hit, the shutdown happened. She stopped for like a couple of months, but then went back in June, 2020. But I think that with the influx of kids this year and stuff, hand, foot and mouth was going around. And I know you guys dealt, 
<laughs> and Ben dealt with that. So yep. I just feel like, yeah, I know. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. But I feel like hand, foot, and mouth was the start of my family's demise. Like yeah. we looking back <laughs> when we when we got hand, foot, and mouth, we were like, oh my God, this is the worst. Now I'm like, I'll take it again. <laughs> Give actually, me another round. Was, actually, I think it was your dryer breaking. Yes. Yeah, whatever. whatever that shit your dryer was going out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's dead. <laughs> she quit. <laughs> and that was a whole different grieving process. You know? That was that was R.I.P. My dryer, but she back. Yay! From the, from the dead. <laughs> Jesus, Lazarus, <laughs> back. But I, I do know Phoenix. that on top of going through all of that, your husband being out of town. You're <laughs> still having to manage a toddler and then your baby being sick and having to get another COVID test and RSV. What did she get diagnosed with, by the way? Finally, don't know. Kara, a bad cold. Okay, good. Well, that's, I know that's a lot of doctor's visits and a lot of time and a lot of co-pays and shit. But that like, is a lot, a lot of co-pays. Yeah. So many co-pays. <laughs> and I was still trying to work during all of this. Oh, boy. so it was, it was, and then, well, then just the sprinkles and cherry on top, you had the anticipation of your mom's anniversary on September 11th. Yes. Which so is cool. Such a weird, like September 11th, I've, I've gone back and forth because the nation's September 11th happened four years before my mom passed away. And I was so young when September 11th actually happened. And then to lose my mom on September 11th, that day has always been more about me and my feelings. Um, but this year I watched a couple documentaries on September 11th, which I, I recommend because they were great documentaries, mm. but also don't recommend because it put me in a weird spot oh. like, heading into my own feelings about it. Yeah. That's like, that's like a recipe, like a tornado a recipe for a tornado of a disaster of just like, yes. Uh, a fuck. Oh my gosh. Yes. I yes. can only imagine. Yes. Can so only imagine. Maybe watch those documentaries. I don't know when you're in a happier mood, but then they'll put you in. I don't know. I just think they were good. <laughs> they were good. Well done documentaries, but I shouldn't have watched them <laughs> leading up to my mom's death anniversary. So, well, yeah. it's, well, it's tough because it's, I feel like in, in one hand, it's good to see that stuff again. And almost, I, you know, that you really want to relive that day, either of mm-hmm. those days, your mom mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or that September 11th attacks, but it is a good reminder of, you know, the, it was like 340 something. I'm going to butcher the statistics, but how all the first responders and just and people and just, just remembering those mm-hmm. people. And like, again, like, we'll never forget. And it is a good reminder just to see like, wow, what happened. And as a nation, we were so united. So September 11th, 2001, we were a very united and it was, you know, mm-hmm. American pride was so strong and mm-hmm. it was, it really sucked, mm-hmm. but it was also a good time that we just had each other's backs, but. And we don't anymore. So mm-hmm. that was also like a strange juxtaposition. <laughs> yes. You, but yeah. September 11th was my mom's death anniversary, 16 years. And it was actually, I will say the 15 year mark. I remember, and I might've said this in our intro episode, but my husband has lost his brother 
when he was nine. And one of the most profound things that he had ever said to me when we first started dating was that it was weird when there came a point when he was alive without his brother longer than with. And so last year was that turning point for me. So like Mm -hmm. last year was, I lost her when I was 15. And so, yeah, last year was the turning point of like, okay, I'm the, the scales are now shifting the other direction. So this whole past year I have been alive longer without my mom and will continue to be because time, that's how time works and will continue (laughs) to be for the rest of my life. So it was, I was less sad this year than I was last year. That's good. That's really good to hear. Yeah. It's really good to hear because it's like you, you're anticipating it and you know, you do what you can to plan for it. Or like, what are we going to do to memorialize Mm -hmm. her? And you've had 15 now, 16 years Mm -hmm. of, okay, this is coming. What am I going to do? I do want to get into that. Like, what are some things that you've done or what have you gotten away from doing or what works and, you know, for ways of remembering her on that day. And that was always like, having celebrated my mom's one year back in April, you know, we did some stuff, but it's like, is this sustainable, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep Mm -hmm. doing that? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, anyway, that's a good, I do you want me to get into that. Well, or do you want to tell your story? You want to tell, we don't want to run us through. Oh yeah. I guess I'll tell the story. No, no, no. I guess, I guess I will tell the story. And then if we run out of time, that can be a whole nother episode. Love it of celebrating how I have celebrated because it's changed. It's absolutely changed. I have lots to say on that. Oh, good. Yes. yes, yes. And, some, and some advice from my boy, Joel. Anywho. Love um, okay. Yeah. So, so my story, my mom, I will start by saying that my mom and I, like you and your mom, Kara, were extremely close. So I was the kid who would, if her friends were like, can you sleep over tonight? I would be like, Oh, and my mom said no. So I could hang out with her instead. (laughs) Oh Um, yeah. Like she was, I just, she was my best friend. I adored her and not to be like, I'm so great, but she adored me and not even in a weirdo. Like I was her favorite kid. I think she loved my brother and I equally, but differently, which is I get that now having two kids. I get how that is a thing. You love them equally, but differently. And so I was just extremely close to my mom. So the summer of 2005 was a weird summer anyways, because I do remember that is when Hurricane Katrina hit. And so like the nation was heavy anyways, because again, yet again, here we are coming into a national catastrophe. And my mom started having many heart attacks, I would say like, well, what we know now to be many heart attacks at the time, she just kept saying her chest hurt. And so every night she would wake up and just be like, my chest hurts. And we kept being like, you should go to the hospital. And she was like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Again, reoccurring theme. I told you. And she'd be like, no, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. I don't need to do that. And like it, we had lost my grandpa two, three years prior to this, to a heart attack. So like she shouldn't have been playing around Mm -hmm. No, her dad. So she shouldn't have been playing around. She should have known she had been diagnosed with high blood pressure. I think with my brother's pregnancy, it just runs in our family. And so, yeah, so she'd been having these mini heart attacks. She would go through bouts though, where she was doing great and not having those. So we thought we were in the clear before the final hospital visit. She went to the hospital once 
And they told her there, well, your arteries are clogged. I think three of them were. And they were like, so you can either, yeah. So you can either get the surgery, which we highly recommend, or you can try to take meds to, to, to see if that helps. And so my mom opted for the meds and signed herself out of the hospital. Mm, mm -hmm. So she came home. Yeah. So she came home and the, were you there with her for that conversation or was she by herself or like, was she like relaying this? No, she was with my stepdad, a conversation for a whole nother podcast. So yeah, gotcha. so she came home and then a couple weeks later, so I was in marching band. <laughs> um, I played the clarinet. Uh, I was also a cheerleader. So it was like a big juxtaposition. Um, <laughs> but I was in marching band. And so the September 10th, the morning. Of well-rounded. I like to call it well-rounded. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Many, many talents. <laughs> yes. I probably was awful, like not even good at either of them because I was trying anyways, but she cute. So, <laughs> she looks super cute with her clarinet and her little skirt. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, so the morning of September 10th, I was actually not looking cute because I was in a band uniform. Yeah. And where I grew up in Hazelwood, we had in St. Louis, we had this thing called it's like a it was a parade. I'm like blanking on the name of it now. Of one of my high school friends homecoming? is going no, it's like it was called homecoming. I want to call it Hazelfest, but I don't think that's act. It's it. That was the gotcha. name. Okay. No, it's going to bother me and I'm going to look it up shortly. But the marching band marched in this parade every single year and the parade went past my house, which I knew that growing up because I was a kid and it was a parade that went past my house. And it was like a big, big old, big old. And it, I mean, it basically is like a homecoming celebration for Hazelwood. Um, anywho. And so the morning of that parade, my mom said she wasn't feeling well. And she asked, would you be upset if I wasn't? outside to cheer you on because I'm just not feeling well. And I was like, yeah, that's totally okay. Mom, I don't care. That's fine. And I was like, I'll just see you later when I get home. Cause I had, so I had the the parade, then a football game. Then I was volunteering to help the drumline because the boys on drumline were cute. So my friends and I volunteered to help the drumline, (laughs) help the drumline (laughs) during their, uh, they had, they were ha- going to a festival. So we were going to ride with them and be their groupies basically. <laughs> Anywho, it's, it's a whole saga. Um, so <laughs> high I, school stuff. I mean, high school stuff. Yes, yeah. Yes. And of course it's all seared in my mind because this is the last time I saw my mom. And so, oh. so I leave parades coming down the street. I am marching. I look over to my left. Well, I can hear her before I can see her. I look over to my left and my mom is screaming her face off in her Hazelwood West marching band parent t-shirt. And she is screaming her face off for not only me, but all of my best friends. So there were like six of us who were all in marching band together because we were all in band together. Like anyway, so. So she's like yelling out for all her girls, screaming out all all her girls' names. I remember looking over and just being like, she's my mom, my mom. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's the best feeling. Like, but you can't wait because you're marching. So I'm just like, mom. Yeah. Yes. You're marching and playing. So what I didn't know at the time is that would be the last time I saw my mom. What, but what a, what a great way. The last way to see your mom. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So 
I see her, give her a little wink, keep playing my little little clarinet. Um, (laughs) And then I just go about my day. I will go to the rest of the stuff, blah, blah. And this is like before, like you had to pay for text messages still back in 2005. So it wasn't like I was texting her throughout the day or any of those things. And so I get home late at night and nobody is home. And I think my good friend, Olivia, her mom dropped me off and there was no one home. Hmm. And the house was dark. And I was like, hmm, that's super weird. Yeah. And so I go inside. My brother is gone, who's 19 at the time. My uh, mom is gone. And my stepdad is gone. And so eventually I get a call from, did I have a cell phone? Yeah, I had a cell phone, but I just didn't use it. We're still using landlines. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think, um, yeah, because, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just thinking back to September 11th and what happened. Yeah. Text messaging wasn't really a thing. Mm-mm. Like you said, I was paying. I remember just like crouching down at my desk and being like, mom, what's going on? You know? Yes. And so she calls the landline mm-hmm. and I'm talking to her. She's asking how my day was. And I'm like, fine. Where the fuck are you? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why am I lonely in this house? Yeah. Where is everyone? And where is everyone? And like, was it weird that like, did your mom and stepdad go out to dinners a lot or were they go no. out? Like, no, yeah, they're always like, home. We, we had caller ID because, you know, that was a sign of status back in the day. But yes. we had caller ID. I could see she was calling from the hospital. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And right. so, yeah. So her and I are talking and she's just like, yeah, I took a little bit of a turn for the worse. And your brother and your uh, dad, because I called him dad at the time. Again, another story. Finally convinced me yeah. to go to the hospital. And so that's that's where I'm at. I'm probably going to have to get surgery in the morning. And then she said, it wasn't like, I won't see you ever again. But it was just like, hey, do you mind grabbing? Um, she has She had this like beanie baby looking bear. She called a prayer bear. I mean, and it has a God symbol on it. <laughs> Across, yes. Across. <laughs> no, there's also a ribbon on it of some sort. That's what I'm. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, bitch, a fucking cross, <laughs> a T. <tea? laughs> it had a, it had a lowercase T on it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it must have maybe had like a ribbon that meant maybe had something to do with heart. I don't know. I, I have to go look at it because I still have it. So I have to like Aww. look at it again. But it had yeah. like Psalms 23 on the back of it, which is my mom's favorite Bible verse. The Lord is yes. my shepherd. See, I know a couple things about I'm down with G.O.D. Yes. <laughs> and he's done with you, sister. Is that yes. isn't that Lord is my shepherd? Yes. 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 So is that on the back? Anyways, so she's like, grab that prayer, prayer bear and like, make sure you say a prayer for me tonight. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, mom. And she's like, but if you don't, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, that was it. She asked to talk to my brother. I hand the phone over to my brother. At this point, my brother and dad were home. So I hand the phone to my brother and I go to sleep. When I wake up in the morning is when I got the news. She had passed away in the middle of the night of a massive heart attack. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And so and even being I, at the hospital, like there, that's just crazy. Even being at the hospital, like where you have immediate care, you know, there was just nothing. Mm-hmm. No, she mm-hmm. was so far gone that there was, and I don't think even being at the hospital, you can come back from a massive heart attack 
of the scale that my mom had. And yeah, I, I woke up the next morning and didn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was 15. I, you, I mean, you know, I was just like, how, how am I supposed to be uh, at 15? You need your parents. So I'm like, how am I supposed to be without my person? Your world came crashing down on you. Yes. Yes. And And you probably didn't believe it. Yes. And we will, this will be a whole nother episode that accompanies this and my grief journey a little bit, because lately I've been doing a lot of thinking about my mom. And then I don't know if I have told you this Kara, but I had a really good friend commit suicide in high school, a good, like I grew up with her. So like kindergarten up is a really tight. Yeah. Yes. And her and my mom were very tight. And so she, and I don't know, like, I don't, I don't do a lot of talking about her for reasons. I'm, I think my grief has always just been centered on my mom, but for some reason lately, and it could be because you and I are starting this podcast and I'm thinking through things, all the faucets of grief we could talk about. I've been thinking about Alex a lot. Anyway. So in, in the weeks and months after my mom passed away, Alex and Olivia and all of my really good friends were truly the ones who held me up and continue to hold me up as I moved through life. But yeah, for a while there, it it was, I was not okay. No. I mean, how could you be? Mm-hmm. How, how could you be? Your, your world came crashing down on you on <laughs> when you woke up that morning and mm-hmm. how could you be? No one would expect. And I remember, I mean, I remember looking at my stepdad and my brother and being like, then just kill me. Oh, I can't do this. Oh gosh, Rashida. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it is hard. And that's the unfortunate. You don't know how you've never had to live without them, without her. Correct. So in the, the months that followed like, man, I can't even, I can't even remember. Like I couldn't even, yeah. As as I'm sure, you know, yeah. The months that followed, I, I remember I only took a week off school and then I went back to school right away, which set off a chain of unhealthy behaviors on my part anyways, like just jumping into the next thing. Yeah. Well, it's weird because you want to, it's like, you're in a, you're in a tough spot. It's, you probably wanted to see your friends and be around your friends and kind of get back to your old life, which your life will never be the same. And that was a really tough pill for me to swallow too. Mm -hmm. I took 10 days off for work. That's what that's bereavement at where at my work. So I took it and it's still, it's still truthfully not enough, but at some point you, you do have to pull yourself up and keep moving move forward. And mm-hmm. that's probably, yes, it, it might, it probably set off a whole set of unhealthy behaviors. Like you said, like for me, I spent that summer just drinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking heavily mm-hmm. and it's not what I needed. I needed to not do that probably, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever I already did it. It's done. So I'm not doing yes. it right now, but, yes. but yeah. And then as a high schooler, I can only imagine Oh my God. Well, it's interesting though, because even as a high schooler though, like you would think that the, uh, 
the my the natural inclination would be to like go buck wild in the jacuzzi, like to literally like just become this like 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 sleep everywhere, drink everywhere. And I really didn't do that. I had a boyfriend at the time who I broke up probably like six months after that, unrelated to losing my mom. And then the next person I dated, I dated from then through college. So like it wasn't. She wasn't weird. I was. Don't recommend. No, (laughs) I don't. I don't recommend. I have a weird like I will not. I don't want my kids to date their high school love through college. Not nothing against the high school love, but I do want them to go be Be Um, free. Be free. Yes. So anyways, I so I didn't even do that. I literally just like dug into doing the most. And that, that was my way, like, instead of drinking or being a wild party teen, like that was my way of numbing the pain. Was keeping yourself really, really preoccupied. Pretty much. And I, yeah, pretty much. And I didn't like, I, in the years that followed losing my mom, I basically didn't have parents. My stepdad walked out. Oh, shortly after that, I didn't oh. have a close relationship with my dad at that point. And so my brother and I just had to make things work. The two of us. Nice. So he was a 19 year old working four or five jobs. Wow. I had a job. And so just to keep all the things moving. So Rashida did, did your, like, how did you figure out? Like, I'm thinking about like mortgage. I'm thinking about like even simple things like a cell phone bill or a cable bill. And like, Oh my we, God, Rashida, we, you had, you got thrusted into adulthood. adulthood. Mm-hmm. Wow. We paid. Him. We did. We did the best we could. Luckily we, we, I mean, I don't know if it's lucky or not, but we were not, we had not bought the house we were living in. We were renting it. Okay. And so I, we just did the best we could. We that's, paid that's rent. There were a- months. Yeah. There were months we didn't have hot water because that like we needed to divvy up where money could go so that I will say that my brother did everything he could to give me the most normal end of year high school experience. And I had that, like looking back on high school, I have wonderful memories of my friends and cheerleading and student council. And I mean, when I say I didn't go out and drink my life away, I still drank. I was a teenager, like, you know, and so I feel I I owe that to my brother because he's the one who kept some sense of normalcy for us when when shit got weird, but yeah, he, I, d- I was thrust into adulthood. Yeah, he could have gone the opposite direction too. You and, know, you know, he could have went too. Yeah, he he had he did later in life um, because, like me, he just started doing the like he just did what I did. Like we just started being like, okay, like survival mode kicks in, and we did the best like we did the best we could, and then I. We were just hit by loss after loss after loss. So after my mom passed away, was my best friend. After that, I moved in with my aunt and then my uncle passed away that I was living with. Uh, So like, it's, yeah, my grief story is long, girlfriend. Uh, Yes, my gosh. And so how, so how soon after, when did Alex pass away? How soon after your mom? 2007. So it was a year and a half. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's I know, like another devastation, a complete devastation. Well, and so I, and again, these are all the things, the memories that have been swirling in my head lately, shortly after my mom passed away. So 
again, my mom had a, a strange thing with wearing t-shirts of the activities that I was in that mm-hmm. said mom or parent on them. So Aww. I I was on Mona. JV. Yes, I was on the JV cheerleading squad, um, captain of the JV cheerleading squad, a speech my mom wrote <laughs> because she was like, I don't know. You're not winning anything with this speech, honey. Like, let's try again. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'll do this. Yes. Let me <laughs> let me help you out. Um, and then I had to practice it. So, yeah. So anyways, so. <laughs> So JV cheerleading prior to her passing away, she had ordered a cheer parent shirt and on the back you put your kid's name like so Rashida's mom. And so the shirts got delivered probably like four weeks after I'd lost her. And so the coach hands this to me and she's like, I, I mean, it's technically yours, yeah, but I, I will keep it. And so I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm like, I don't have a mom. There is no Rashida's mom, like blah, 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 blah. Aww. And so later that day, we it was homecoming. And as part of homecoming, we were doing this, like, who knows you best at West game show situation. So there were two friends from each grade class. And then like one sat on one side, one sat on the other side and you would answer questions. And so at this, at this time I was a sophomore, I entered it with Alex. So I'm getting ready to go to this, who knows you best at West contest with Alex. I'm wearing the shirt. I'm crying. Alex is like, I'm wearing that shirt. So she, she turns it around. So she's, she's wearing a Rashida's mom shirt. And we were, we were, we lasted like we, we were, we were sophomores going up against seniors in the second to last round or something like that. So like, because we'd been friends since forever. Yeah. Anywho. So yeah, those two will always be intertwined in my mind again in another episode, but yeah, I, that is the story of losing my mom. Oh gosh. Well, and then Alex would totally was, you know, your biggest fan, just like your mom was your Mm -hmm. biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I love that so much of her buying all the shirts that <laughs> say band parent, proud parent, or, you know, I love well, that. My brother played football, basketball and track uh-huh. and she had all those shirts too. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Just like her kids are her pride and joy. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Just your biggest cheerleader. It's everything. Just really all you really want from a parent. Yes. Yes. You know, and I know validation and I know it is easy to put both of our moms really on a pedestal because they're gone now. So like they're memorialized, like stuck in this perfect piece of time. And I know that she wasn't perfect being a mom myself. Now I'm like, oh no, you definitely weren't perfect. (laughs) No, I know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember that you shouldn't have been doing that, but you know, yes, yes. Um, So yeah, looking back is funny now as a mom. It is. It really is. I know. And it's, and it also is frustrating too, because you want to be able to be like, you want to share those moments with her, Mm -hmm. you know, like Dom Mm -hmm. did this and I don't, I just don't know what to do. Did I ever go through this? Was I as picky of an eater as Dom is? That, so much that, that I want to be able to be like, Or when I was pregnant, because I was so sick, I was sick with them, but felt better in the second trimester. I was sick the whole effing way through with pee. And so like, it would have just been nice to have her then 
be like, yep, this is, this is just how it is. Girlfriend, you know, like just to not have that was. Yeah. To have your, just something about like just having your mom there to be just to offer whatever it is. Like when I Mm -hmm. went, when I had my miscarriage, you know, my husband, like I've said before, he was, he's such a great support system and he was so wonderful throughout that process. But I was just like, I just want my mom, the one person that I, I just really want my mom. Like no, no offense to Ryan, love him dearly. He's like I said, wonderful support, but something, some people just can't replace, no one can replace your mom, especially when you're, when you're hurting, when you don't feel good, it goes mm-hmm. back to, I guess maybe when you're a child, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that psychology can't speak to it well enough, but I get what you, I, I totally get it. And then, yeah, I, and it, it... I still want my mom sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I want to, I want to be able, like, sometimes I see myself as a forward thinking or a forward view of your journey. And so sometimes I feel terrible when I'm like, well, the shit sucks still because I don't want you to feel like, <laughs> I don't want you to feel like, well, shit. <laughs> no, don't feel like that. I know what, I know where you're coming from though, because where I was a year ago, this time last year, like last summer, uh, yeah, a year ago, summer 2020, it was just, I mean, aside from COVID, my God, like that was just like a dark time, mm-hmm. but then losing my mom, it was just, I was just in such a dark spot. And I'm not to say that I don't have my struggles, like every day it's a battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that, but I'm just, it's like a different battle. And some weeks are good. Some weeks are bad. Some, you know, you know, do you see that you see the waves coming, the grief, big giant ass grief, wet waves coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they hit you and they take you out, but you got to keep got, you got to get back up and keep going. And mm-hmm. that's just the biggest mm-hmm. thing because we don't have a choice, Rashida. We have our families. We have these children. We have these children. And if mm-hmm. they don't have a mom, what are we going to do to their lives? I don't want Correct. that to happen, but Correct. yeah. So don't, I don't, anyway, what I'm getting at, don't feel bad about being like, it still sucks. I think I heard quote, whatever, ever. it's our, it's our life sentence, you know, grief is, is our life sentence for having love, yes. for having loved. And yes. I don't know that, um, I totally saw this on Instagram because let's be honest and <laughs> I'm not many other places these days, but I got uh, to be honest here. I think you saw that on my post. I probably did. <laughs> I'm just like re-quoting, re-quoting stuff you, that you've you're said. Like, I heard something from a really genius, smart person. And I'm like, that, that person is me. I think it was, hold on. Now I've got to go look because I swear you commented. It's a life sentence on the post. No, I did not. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm giving myself to, oh no, no, no. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> you, you, I, so I've re-quoted what you said. Yes. <laughs> that sounds on about the, right. On this podcast and on the post itself. <laughs> well, hey, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad that Goodbye. something I said resonated though. Yes. Well, <laughs> I know I'm a little biased, you know, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a life sentence, and I and I like that. But I also I kind of 
I don't like that, but because it makes it feel like it makes it feel so negative, but at the same time, it's so true, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why Mm -hmm. I I think Mm -hmm. it resonated. I was like, it's just, it's, it's different. Like you said, with the waves, it's when somebody first passes away and this is an analogy, I know a lot of people in the grief community know, but when someone first passes away, the waves are constant. Like you can't catch your breath between the waves. You are, you are in it. You are drowning, Yeah, but the more time moves on the waves still come, they're going to come the rest of your life, but there's just more space in between for you to catch your breath. Right. So it feels, it feels like there's more space in between the waves for you to smile and notice the sun. Right. Oh, smile and notice the sun. That's totally. That's I love that one. (laughs) Quote it, write it down, make a post. Yes. I love (laughs) it. That's a static post. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I have some questions for you. Yes. So do you still find yourself leading up to your mom's anniversary, especially at this time? you know, 16 years ago, I was doing this or I was with her. Do you still find yourself reliving those moments? Not as much, not like, not yet. No. Cause I think my life has changed so much that I don't think so. And also because time hop, like, I don't know my mind. I, I, I love time hop, big time yes. hop fan, but it only goes back so far. So like, it only goes back. I think like 12 years from when I had got, and I didn't get Facebook until after my mom passed away. So like not, no, not totally. I think my kids take up a lot of space in my, my brain of, of thinking of like this time, four years ago, I was pregnant with Dom and I, yeah, I just think my life looks different that I don't do a whole lot of. Yeah. 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 I passed. When my mom first passed, I remember look, well, the past year I went through that or like, especially those weeks and months after her passing, I remember thinking to myself, all of my time, everything was on a timeline of three weeks ago today, I was Mm -hmm. just talking to Mm -hmm. my mom or four weeks ago today, I saw my mom and we were at Target or, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. whatever. So that's, I mean, that's was a way that I was, I guess, kind of like living in the past and kind of dealing, Mm -hmm. dealing with her death. But so I didn't know if, I don't no, do that I so much anymore. I just look at I, when pictures come up. I'm like, oh yeah, for you know, sure. Just... Yeah, and when pictures come up, when um, triggering holidays mm-hmm. come up, for sure. Like I will think. I remember one Christmas, blah 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 blah. But I think the further you get away from the initial loss, it's like those waves. The further you get away from those initial loss, the less you do that because good. you've are because I've lived so much life in between. <laughs> yes, yes, that's good. Yeah, that's good because it's really easy in the beginning to get really caught up in that mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't really allow you to move forward. Correct. And you, maybe you don't, because it's been 16 years, which ugh, I but I'm sure you just hate that too. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. it's been 16 years. Like that sounds like that's a long, that's a long time, but it because, is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, but because it's been 16 years, you may not hundred percent remember, but do you, was there anything that people said that made you be like, okay, I'm, I'm so sick of hearing that. That's not helping. Was there anything that you can remember? And maybe not. I don't know. But uh, be grateful for the 15 years you did have with her. The be Fuck. grateful line. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We talked oh, yeah. about this last episode. I do not like yes. the be grateful line. I almost said it to somebody today and I was like, <gasps> oh no. 
But anyways, eating your words. Yes. Yes. I was like, no, you'd be pissed. Yeah. I, yeah. Be grateful you have for the 15 years you had with her. No, I don't like when I love, so I love when someone is says your mom would be so proud of you. Love that line. Love Mm -hmm. that line. But I don't like the flip. And I have gotten that a little bit during fights with family members. Like your mom would be disappointed. I don't like that. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. And so I think those are probably my biggest two that I'm just like, don't do that. And yeah. I've learned, I have learned a lot about grief on this grief journey. And so I'm sure if I was like, if you picked up me right now and put me back in time to listen to the things people were saying to me, I'd probably be like, Ooh. ew. <laughs> yes. Yes. But at the time you're like, so in the dark. And so, Yeah. Yeah. Would you, I think, I think oftentimes people are also really afraid to ask you questions or bring up your mom. I know Mm -hmm. before having gone, gone through this, I would be, I was the same way. I was like, Oh, I don't want to bring up Mm -hmm. Rashida's mom in fear that it would trigger you or make you sad. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. in reality, at least for me, and I wonder if it's the same for you in reality, for me, it made me, it makes me feel better. I want to talk about her. I like, love talking about my mom. Yeah. I love talking about, I mean, we, Kara, we started a whole podcast because we love talking about our moms. Like, yeah. I'm, I, yes, I'm an open book and I've always been that way when it comes to this. Like I typically tell people quickly with then meeting them, I find some way to work it in so that, well, just so that like three, four months down the line, you don't say I lost my mom. Like, oh, my mom died. Like, my mom's dead. <laughs> Like, and I just don't want it to be. And I also, because you don't, you never know when the triggers are going to come. I need the people around me to know where I'm coming from. So that like, if you see me running away crying one day, I don't need you to come after me and be like, what's going on? You yeah. can pretty much assume I probably am sad about my mom. Yes. 100%. And it and- makes up so much of who I am now that I'm, it's like you said, so I had to become an adult right away. So like, what does that do for me now? It makes me really hard to like, it's hard to be my boss because I am like, no, I got this. Right. Right. You own it. Mm-hmm. And if, even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, you're going to figure it out. Yes. Because I've had to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do that quick. I think that's just an admirable quality personality trait that you probably had to begin with that maybe you, you know, just got thrusted out of you when but you know but it's also like a hindrance to um I see that because it I, I, the loss of my mom and subsequent people after that and the the way I handled the I can do it all I'm fine made me a really hard wife for the first <laughs> couple of years it did and I it yeah took, like yeah. Poor Ben poor Ben really had to do a lot of work and I had to do a lot of work to learn to trust him. I would say like it, and I, I have a weird, the word family is a really weird word to me. And it's been a weird word to me since I lost my mom, because that was my family. So I'm like, I don't, I don't really have family. My mom's gone. And even when Ben and I were married and he'd be like, we're family. Like my family is your family. I was still like, mm, no, I'm alone. Right. And it wasn't until we had done that. I'm like, oh no, no, this is my family. Oh, and so it made me 
that, that fierce independent and the, the, like, I can do this on my own. I don't need help is great, but also a detriment sometimes. Sure. Yeah. It can almost like pushing people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that also the thing that was bothersome to me after my mom passed and, and you know, and people fearing to, to, they didn't like want to trigger me or hurt my, or like remind me by bringing her up. It actually did the opposite. It mm-hmm. like pissed me off. Like, why aren't you bringing it up? You know that my mom just died two months ago. And this is the first time you're seeing me. So don't you want to ask? I mean, as, aside from asking like how I am, be like, you know, you just bring it up, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Do you want to talk about it? And then let it, then saying, do you want to talk about it? It's letting me own my conversation, own the conversation, own the, yep. own my feelings and say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'll talk about it. Because for me talking about it was therapeutic, but versus my, my dad or my brother, like my brother didn't want to talk about it. You Neither know, did my brother. Yeah. He was, you know, he, he, I think he has dealt with, you know, the, the grieving process pretty well. And he talks about it today, but still, but I mean, so yeah, I don't know, just a difference. And so, and just kind of maybe just some advice for our listeners out there, just ask, don't be afraid to ask and say, do mm-hmm. you want to talk about it? I'm here. And then I ugly sure. cried snot all over my sister-in-law's shirt. And she was <laughs> just let it happen. Let it happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Bless her. Bless her little soul. <laughs> also, another thought that I, someone has told me that I have found really cool, I guess, before I give you this other question, but so I saw this quote a long time ago. And now that I have a girl, it holds weird meaning and uh-huh. you, you had a girl already, but so the idea that a girl, it's like a story, I guess the idea I- that a girl, when a girl is born, she has, you're born with all of your eggs. Oh yes. I love this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically then your grandma, so my mom held both me, which held both her grandbabies. Yes. I think that's neat. I love that. I saw that too on Instagram and (laughs) not, but not from me, not from me, (laughs) not from you. No, 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 just, and I remember, I remember, yes, that is, that is like such a special, special memory. Yes. Or memory. I don't fucking remember that. No, you don't. It's a special special, thing. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you the same question that you asked me because I I loved it so much. And that is just tell me a little bit about your mom. So tell me some of the things that you, the two of you relationship together. Yeah. Like I was saying, she was my best friend. Her personality was uh, sassy. (laughs) Like she was a sassy black woman. (laughs) <laughs> and I get my sassiness from her and I love it. And I can sense that P is getting some sassiness and I love it. Because like I said, like I keep saying, P might cut you, you don't know. And that was my mom's personality. She was definitely for as loud and talkative as I am. My mom was not actually. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> so oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So Especially shocking. the... Especially when you said that she was outside yelling, screaming and jumping like, yes, no, not like gin, probably I would definitely say an introvert for show. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Which is funny that she gave birth to like the most extroverted, like, yes, 
thing. And my brother's pretty introverted too. Yeah. You walk into a room and everyone knows Yes, yes. she is here. Yes. yes. <laughs> Time to turn yes. it up. Let's go. Yes. Yes. And so I, yeah, she required her presence, but she was also just like goofy, like love to joke around, like love to have fun. Like we played board games. My family was a board game family. Oh my God. We played so many board games and we just had a lot of fun. That's Aww. just, I, when I look back on memories of my mom and my childhood with my brother and it, it is just love. There is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of love. And I think that that love and that beautiful childhood I have has been the thing that has carried me though. I think that if my mom's death was bookmarked with tragedy on both ends, like she was a shitty parent, then like I, the work I had to do in therapy surrounded the loss of her. Like if there were any, like, tell me about your childhood. I'm like, I had a wonderful childhood. Right. Yep. You're like, so, if yes. we, yeah. If we, we weren't, I wouldn't say like, we were like lower middle class for sure. So we weren't even like balling out of control or anything and getting hella didn't... presents and yeah, no, yeah. well, we were getting hella presents because my mom was really good at shopping with coupons. Like I, oh, we weren't like, tight. I had, I, yeah. Like, I just think Aww. she was thrifty in ways I'll probably never understand. And we just, like I said, but remember I said last time, like we went shopping every Saturday. So like, that's right. Yeah. We weren't, we were, like I said, lower middle class at best. But you would also, never know it. You never you'd felt. never know it. Yeah. Like you just don't, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, she was my best friend. And if I can be half, half the mom she was, then man, P, Dom and P are lucky. But I mean, I guess I need to be the full mom because they're missing a grandma. So I need to be. <laughs> top notch well I mean that like you said that love has totally carried you through your the grieving process and mm-hmm. I don't want to say it makes things easier but because it doesn't make things easier because it, it's no. like just a different depth I don't know I, I can't but it's even... love I can still feel like yes it is, it is right still, it is still a part of me yep. and it's a part of my kids and it's a part of my marriage. Like it's, it's yeah. Like I think, I hope Ben can feel the love of my mom through me. I'm sure he does because it's here. It's in our home. It's in our hearts. Yep. Yep, For sure. And your kids can feel that too. I hope so. Yeah. I really do hope so. And I also want to ask the next time we have this on another episode about how I I think we do have this earmarked as an episode to how to talk to our kids. Oh yeah. Let's, that's another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids have a, have a unique way of helping you keep her memory alive, which mm-hmm. is really oh, special. Sure. Well, and P I don't never, I don't know why I didn't say this yet. So P's middle name is my mom's name. I love that so much. So I love that. Yeah. Parker um, Marceline. Is that your mom's name? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. How beautiful. Marceline. Well, she hated it. Me? She hated it. So that's why she went by Mona. So that's why my blog is Mona and me. <laughs> I love Mona too, but I yes. mean, such, so, so stinking cute. I love it so much. Rashida, yes. thank you so much. I mean, that is such a tough story. You have really developed this persona, I guess, like of, you're so strong. And oh, I think the grief... <laughs> is you've had, you've taken something so 
life altering and something so terrible and have really done so much good and positive, so much positive with it. I hope so. Oh my gosh. You're such an inspiration. I fully, I'm just so, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to be your friend and I'm so proud to be on this journey with you. You give me hope and you inspire me. And I hope, I know others feel the same. Oh, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we'd give each other a great big hug. I know. <laughs> one day we're going to have to record these in person one day so that we can like totally get all the feels. Maybe yes. once baby's here so you can drink. And yes. we can just like leave baby with Brian and we can yes. just drink in your basement. Yes, let's go. Okay, listeners. So <laughs> oh, yeah. that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for being here and listening to my story next week or next episode, depending on if you're binging these or not, we're going to, I got a chance to do an Instagram live interview with the founder of mental health match and therapist who specializes in grief and motherhood. So I got to pick their brains on all things, grief and motherhood. It really was a heartwarming interview. And so we'll have that for you guys next week. That's right. I'm, I listened to it and it was really, really insightful and helpful because I'm kind of going through like, should going back and forth, like, should I, should I see a, start seeing a therapist again? And the answer is probably yes, Kara. And I think the biggest takeaway that is his name, Ryan. Yes. Oh gosh. Sorry. The, one of the things that he said was don't wait until you're in crisis mode to to go find a counselor or a therapist or, you know, psychiatrist, yep. whatever it is. Start looking now. I'm speaking to myself. Yep. I loved that part too. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. Just remember when times get tough, you're a badass Bia and you got this mama. Woo. See you guys later. See ya.